Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, our first reading for this week is from the extraordinary book of the prophet Amos. In practically all the prophets, you'll find the theme of social justice and a deep concern lest people neglect the poor. You'll find that in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the rest of them. But I would say, in its most concentrated form, this theme is on display in the prophet Amos. One reason why, by the way, Martin Luther King frequently cited Amos in his speeches and sermons. But there's a particular aspect of this issue that's on display in our passage for today. Listen. The willingness, even the eagerness, to ignore the work of the Lord so as to get back to money-making and cheating the poor. Listen now to Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. When will the new moon be over, you ask, that we may sell our grain, and the Sabbath that we may display our wheat? What's going on here? Well, the festival of the new moon was a key Jewish religious observance. And during that time, you didn't do business. And, of course, the Sabbath day, that's a day of rest, a day of prayer, sacrifice, when you don't work. Amos here is lampooning certain people who are so concerned with their business operations, so concerned with money-making, that they squirm with impatience during these religious observances. They can't wait to get back to work, get this religious stuff over with. Well, can I say how sadly familiar this sounds? I want to take this passage from Amos as an occasion to talk about the Sabbath day and the loss of a Sabbath consciousness in our own time. I think a lot of us today are like these figures that Amos is making fun of, that we squirm with impatience, hoping to get back to our secular work. I can remember when I was a kid, so going back to the 60s, early 70s, Sunday felt different. I don't mean simply in the sense that lots of people went to church. I mean, even the secular society seemed to conform itself to a more religious rhythm. Those old enough will remember, on Sundays, stores were closed. Period. Gas stations were closed. I can clearly remember my father running out to get gas in the car on Saturday night because we knew Sunday morning you couldn't get gas. Sunday just had a different rhythm. It felt different. Now, let's be honest, Sunday seems an awful lot like any other day. 
practically all the stores and restaurants are open on Sunday. Gas stations, sure, they're open. It seems as though secular activity goes on pretty much as usual. Now, I'm not sure what the precise correlation is here, but as I've often said, significantly fewer people come to church services today than 40 years ago. I've told you, perhaps 25 or 30 percent of Catholics come to Mass on a given Sunday. Now, here's the point I want to make in line with the prophet Amos. From a biblical perspective, this loss of a Sabbath consciousness is nothing short of disastrous. Let me say it again. From a biblical perspective, the loss of a Sabbath consciousness is nothing short of disastrous. One of the Ten Commandments, one of the most sacred commands in the Old Testament, tells us to keep holy the Sabbath. But more to it, Sabbath observance is a leitmotif that runs right through the Bible, Old Testament and New. How come the Sabbath is so important? A tremendous source of insight on this question is the great Jewish philosopher Abraham Joshua Heschel. I've mentioned it before to you in other contexts. His book on the Sabbath is one I would warmly recommend to everybody, Jews and Christians alike. Here are some of the comments that Heschel makes now about the Sabbath. First of all, he says, it's the idea that is most characteristic of Judaism. Well, we're Old Testament people too, we Christians. It's an idea that must be central, therefore, to our own religious thinking. Here's what it means. The Sabbath is a reminder of every person's royalty as a child of God. He means, I think, on the Sabbath day, when we step away from our workaday world, when we worship the Lord, we become explicitly conscious of the Lord's presence. It's on that day that we know who we are. Look, you're a lot of things. You're a father or a mother, you're a member of a family, member of a club or society, you're an American citizen, etc., etc. But none of those names who you are in the deepest sense. You're a child of God, made by God, for God's purposes, destined to live with Him in eternity. How often, now, now answer the question frankly, how often do you aver to that fact in the course of the week? How often do you explore your deepest religious identity? The Sabbath, Heschel says, is the day when we do just that. Mind you, Heschel says, this means the Sabbath is a day of equality. Interesting, isn't it? Sounds like a democratic idea. He says it's a very ancient idea. Because we're all equal as children of God. Though the wider society puts all sorts of different stratifications on us, Who's up, who's down, who's boss, who's uh, worker, who's master, who's slave. 
Here's what Heschel says. On the Sabbath, we find abolished the distinction of master and slave, rich and poor, success and failure. That's good, isn't it? Oh, much of our lives in the workaday world is caught up with these distinctions. You know, I'm a slave, I want to be master. I'm poor, I want to be rich. I'm a success, so I better strive to stay there. But see, on the Sabbath day, all that is kind of evened out. We all come to worship the Lord, rich and poor, master and slave, success and failure. On the Sabbath day, don't we realize that those distinctions really don't amount to all that much? In eternity with God, our titles will fade away. Our earthly successes and failures fade away. And we are children of God. The Sabbath is a day when we realize this equality. Here's a third observation Heschel makes. The Sabbath is a reminder that the Spirit is greater than the universe. That the holy is more enduring than the good. What does he mean here? Well, how long will the earth last? How long will the sun last? How long will the greatest institutions last? Well, however long they last, they won't last as long as your own spirit. Our souls, our immortal souls, destined for eternal life with God, will last longer than the earth, the solar system, the universe itself. The holy is more enduring than the good. The spirit is greater than the universe. What a tragedy, friends, when we forget this fact. What's the Sabbath day? A day when we remember this truth. That's why, summing it all up, Heschel says, the Sabbath is the presence of eternity in time. That's good, isn't it? It's the breakthrough, the presence of eternity in time. A day when the Lord rests, and we're invited to rest with Him. What does eternity mean? Not endless time. Eternity is what transcends time. It's that peace and that rest that's beyond past, present, and future. On the Sabbath day, we realize that we participate even now in the eternal. We are even now beloved, royal children of God. And that's why, Heschel says, all the other days of the week ought to revolve around the Sabbath and be conditioned by it. You see what he means? Of course we have to work. Of course we return to our everyday lives. But those days now should be conditioned by what we've come to know on the Sabbath. They should flow from it. They should return to it. So that even as you're working, even as you're carrying on your daily business, you are aware of these great truths. Okay. What's the Sabbath for us Catholics? The Lord's Day, Sunday, the Dies Domini, the Day of the Lord, the Day of the Resurrection. Have you noticed that both Pope Benedict XVI and his predecessor, John Paul II, have placed a great stress on the recovery of this day. I mean, they know, both these popes know, that we've lost a Sabbath consciousness. The Vatican Council Fathers wanted to intensify our experience of the liturgy. 
Well, see, what's the liturgy but the great Sabbath prayer of the church? What we do together on the Sabbath day. They wanted us to intensify that experience, not let it fade away. And therefore, what a tragedy when we contribute ourselves to the secularization of the Sabbath. When we treat Sunday like any other day. Okay, some practical conclusions from all this. Friends, go to Mass on Sunday. Encourage your kids to go to Mass on Sunday. Urge your friends to go to Mass on Sunday. Listen, it's not an option. It's an obligation. Moses did not give us the ten suggestions. Keep holy the Sabbath is a commandment. Bring members of your family back to church. I know a lot of people struggle with this. Well, take the initiative, not obnoxiously, not aggressively, but, but with firmness of purpose. Don't let them off the hook too easily. Bring them to Mass. Also, make Sunday different. Read a religious book on Sunday. Take time to pray alone or with your family. How many families pray together? Go for a meditative stroll on Sunday. Pray the rosary. Maybe some pray the rosary every day. But on the Sabbath day, if you don't have time otherwise, that's a very good time to pray the rosary. Examine your conscience on the Sabbath day. Read the Bible. Perhaps the reading for Mass for that day. In all these ways, through all these practical means, friends, make Sunday different. Reclaim the Sabbath day. Don't be like these people condemned by Amos who squirm with impatience until the religious day is over. No, no. We need this great day for our own spiritual health and equilibrium. Keep holy the Sabbath. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708 708- 449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.